Welcome back to the Cattleman You podcast. Our guest for this episode has found her passion in fitness and advocating for agriculture. Andrea joins us to talk about how beef fits into a healthy diet and some tips and tricks for sharing your passion for agriculture on social media. I know this is a conversation that we have often about sharing your story on social media, but I think there was some great advice in this episode and I can't wait for you to listen. We are so excited to have Andrea join the podcast today. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Of course. I'm excited. Why don't you start a little bit by talking about your background? I know that you grew up on a crop and cattle farm. And so can you just introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So I was born and raised in Southwest Minnesota. I grew up on my family's farm. Um, It's been in the family for a while. It's my dad's side of the family. My mom's from right across the border into Iowa. So really, I was surrounded by family growing up, but we mainly dabbled into the crop with a little bit of livestock side of things for quite a while. Um, If you farm or ranch with your dad, you probably understand that sometimes someone's patience with livestock is not as great. So growing up, my mom and I are mainly the ones that did everything with the livestock side of things. And then my dad kind of did the crops and then we kind of intertwined from there but things have grown since then but back in the day like I can clearly remember feeding you know like a twin bottle calf in the barn there's a picture of me like three years old can barely like walk around without falling over everything and that's just how I grew up and then for a while we dabbled into Holstein bottle bull calves Um, my mom grew up on a dairy so we had that piece under our operation as well and I always remember like we had cow calf pairs, we had the crop side of things, and then we also had some in the feedlot. So for a while, back when the markets were different for like Holstein calves, we would feed all of them all the way to 1400 pounds. And then eventually we shifted to more of the actual beef cattle side of things as markets changed. And while going through all of this, you know, I was really active in like 4-H and FFA and I found my voice and leadership and I always wanted to be a veterinarian growing up. Like that's the number one goal I wanted to do. I was going to go to South Dakota State University. I was then going to go to like dream school of Iowa State and become a cattle vet. And then I started learning that I love reproduction and genetics. And I ended up going to South Dakota State. I was super involved on campus with lots of different ag involvements and community organizations. And eventually I didn't get into vet school. And then I applied my second year, but things were kind of changing. I was shifting back and forth, you know, not sure where I wanted to go. And for the first time in my life, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. Like I was like, I love livestock. I love agriculture. You know, I'm kind of dabbling in the social media side of things, but vet school is not really on the table for me anymore, nor was it really lighting my soul on fire. So I ended up returning home to the family farm. Um, And since then, we have kind of been growing. We're looking to keep growing, especially in the livestock side of things, because I am home. My dad kind of turned everything over cattle-wise to my mom and I to manage and do all of that since he can kind of just focus on crops. Things just go much better. So we are feeding more cattle. We are increasing our cow herd, you know, actively looking to keep growing in there. So outside of that, I'm married. I'm a dog mom, living the life, just hanging out with the cows and talking on social media every single day. But that's essentially my background. Awesome. You sound incredibly passionate about agriculture. And I always tell people that it doesn't matter what your hobbies or passions are, we have a place for you in agriculture. If you want to help be a part of feeding the world, we have a home for you. So I just love that you kind of took a moment that was such a disappointment and you found something that you love and you're able to run with it. Absolutely. It was a very heartbreak, like heartbreaking at the time. You know, you from like preschool days, they were like, what do you want to be when you grow up, Andrea? And I was like, I'm going to be a vet. And then 
you know, plans changed. And I kind of realized that I didn't want to go to school for four more years. I didn't want to, you know, take on that debt, but I really liked being around livestock, like calving season, favorite thing in the entire world. If I could do it all year round and just like calve out cows, I'd be happier than anything. But I had to figure out logistically how it was going to work. I returned home, kind of had no idea what was going on, but in the end, it kind of just worked out pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I know that you are really passionate about nutrition. And this is something that you talk about on your social media platform. So let's talk a little bit about incorporating beef into a healthy diet. And now I realize that most of our listeners probably eat beef at least once a day, maybe twice. (laughs) But sometimes I think that we go to the doctor and we get some advice and they might say something like, cut out some red meat. And so how do we, as people who already have beef in our diet, how do we keep that conscious, a conscious decision? And then also, how do we talk about incorporating beef, either for children or people who maybe are not utilizing that dense protein yet? Absolutely. Um, And I'm really passionate about this, especially as I started my fitness journey in college and kind of realized that There is a lot of information out there and my mom actually is dealing with some hormone issues right now when she went to a specialist and they even were like red meat, blah, blah. And they started talking about all these things. And there's just a major disconnect for people not understanding that beef is healthy in a balanced diet. If it's all you eat, obviously we're going to have issues because you're going to miss out on other nutrients that we get from vegetables and carbs and different things like that. But people just need to know that beef is a healthy protein source and it's very high in protein and some of those amino acids and, you know, like vitamin B12, zinc, selenium, things that a lot of people don't get in. So we have to remember as those are in the industry, we, you know, we have a lot of access to beef. A lot of us raise it. We have it in our freezers. We're like, we're full, you know? So we have to remember that in a balanced diet, every single like whole food out there fits in there, but it has to be a balanced diet. So we have to have a mix of vegetables. You got to hit your, your water intake, like everything goes hand in hand. So I just always want to remind you that even if you eat beef, like four times a day, there's some of us that do that. I was, you know, like growing up, we had ground beef for lunch and then we had like steak or roast for dinner. And I love beef, but you have to remember that a balanced diet is the way to really be healthy. And then when you're talking about it, the average human out there does not meet their protein recommendations ever. And a lot of people, um, unless they are consciously, you know, like counting macros or, you know, following a high protein diet, they don't realize that they're actually low on their protein. And that really affects your health because if you're working out or you have a strenuous job, if you're on the ranch or the farm, we tend to move a lot and your muscles and your body and your bones and your hormones, literally everything is affected by protein intake. And the amino acids from protein are the building blocks of who we are. So if you're not meeting your protein intake and you're not hitting, you know, all those things, you're not going to feel very great, but that also comes with balancing your diet with your vegetables and everything else. Like I said, but with that, a lot of people struggle with their iron as well. There's a lot of iron deficient people out there. Beef is really high in iron. So that is another great source and option for them. I just wish that more people realize that, you know, like I think of back in the day when I was learning about nutrition or um, like in high school or middle school, they teach you about it. And they're like, you know, protein, they, they give you chicken and fish. And those are really great protein sources. But beef is too, as long as it's all balanced and you have a good mix of things. And it's just so important because there's lots of other, like the mass rate antioxidant is in there and they have creatine and just all of the minerals and vitamins and I just wish there was more education in general about it, but as long as you're balancing your diet and you're having a good mix of it all, that's really the key into it. And beef does fit into a healthy diet as long as it's balanced. I think that I eat beef probably more than the average American. 
but it still blows my mind that I can't get enough protein in during my day. I don't think a lot of people realize that you have to be very cautious about getting enough protein. Right. And like, I, you think about it, like I watch like my parents sometimes too, and I'm trying, I'm working on it, but you know, they'll have like a, a little sandwich or like something simple for lunch and light. And then they'll be very protein heavy at night. But if you're only focusing on protein in like the one meal, you're not actually probably going to hit your goal for the day, essentially what you need. And that depends on like your act, like your goals and stuff. Like I'm in the process of building muscle. So my protein intake right now is through the roof, which beef is very handy for that. But just the average human, like they, they have carbs for breakfast and then they have like a salad or a sandwich and then they kind of go protein heavy. So if you can focus on prioritizing it throughout your day, you should be a little bit better off on that meeting your goal. Completely agree. Let's talk a little bit about the difference between animal and plant-based proteins. And I don't want anyone to shut the podcast off because plant-based proteins does not mean the Beyond Burger. There is other forms of plant-based protein that complement beef really well. So can you talk a little bit about some of the differences and maybe even some of the differences in calories? Kind of just talk through when we compare those two different types of protein. So really, they both are great resources and great tools to use. It just kind of depends upon your goals and such. And I have noticed, I honestly, like I do eat some non-animal protein in my diet throughout the day, but I tend to go towards the animal protein just because I feel like I do get more of the nutritional benefits from it. Um, And then obviously like beyond meat and something is a whole different topic, but I just feel like the benefits of animal-based protein is a little bit more because of the vitamin B12 and zinc and selenium and such, but it really, if you balance it out and you have a good mix of the two, there's not really an issue with having both, but it's kind of up to what you prefer. And a lot of people tend to, in my experience, not love non-animal-based proteins as much as the animal-based proteins, I guess, in a sense. That's kind of my two cents on that. Absolutely. I would agree. I have a joke in my company that I'll pay for your lunch, you know, whether it be whatever you order, unless you order tofu. And it's just a joke, of course, that we will, you know, we'd rather you eat chicken or beef. But I think that something we have to remember when we're talking about nutrition, especially with people who maybe aren't in our industry, is anytime we can connect on a level such as protein, and we can talk about the need for protein and how we get our protein. I think anytime we can come to a common ground and get the conversation started, we're much better off. Absolutely. I totally agree. And like, I have no issue with, you know, like beans and lentils and nuts and different things like that being great protein sources. It's just the average, you know, you go to a food place, you have different options, but knowing that if you're hitting nutritional goals and you're supporting the industry, those are both, they're an egg, like they're in a different sector of it, but hitting your nutritional goals and being a healthy human is really what matters. And if you're doing it in a way that's working for you, that's, I'm all, I'm here for it. Absolutely. So one thing that I think is really challenging is prioritizing your health with a busy ranching schedule. So I see this, of course, in my brother and my dad, it's both on the exercise side and also on the nutrition side, but you come inside and you're exhausted. And so it's really easy to grab for some of those high carb things. What are some ways that you can start to prioritize your health and, but make it, make things a little bit easier, especially on the nutrition front. 
So I am a big believer in movement of some sort, no matter what it is. So even if, you know, like we'll talk about the exercise piece of things, because a lot of people do miss out on it and um, kind of hitting on mental health. A lot of farmers and rangers do struggle with their mental health. It is a very stressful career between weather and markets and constantly like things are changing and activists and legislation, just crazy things happen. And it's very hard on your mental health. So hitting on movement and exercise first, you don't have to do a crazy workout program or, you know, do cardio or weights or anything specific to move your body and feel the benefits of your mental health. But even like going for walks, I know it sounds crazy, especially like I talked to my dad and he wants to prioritize his health this year, you know, coming off a harvest and then the holidays, he's like, I feel like I was gained 20 pounds and then I have to like battle it off. And he's just, you know, farmers, they don't prioritize themselves. It's It's a big issue. And when you can move your body, even if you are pretty active outside of it for just 20 minutes, it's going to help your mental health so, so much. It doesn't have to be anything crazy, like I said. But then there's the nutrition side of things. And I just, I'm a big avid believer in cooking meals at home and not having the the unhealthy stuff all the time. Obviously, like my dad is a big one on like diet Mountain Dew or like candy bars and stuff in the tractor because it's quick and easy and you get that little carb hit, you get that energy boost. But if you can focus on loading your day with nutritional food, you're going to feel the benefits of it. And it's, and it sounds complicated. You're probably listening right now and you're like, oh my gosh, I, I can't even imagine doing that. But if you structure your meals throughout the day with like proteins, a little bit of vegetables or fruits, and then also some carbs, you're going to feel better throughout the day because your energy is going to be sustained versus, you know, you skip breakfast and then you have like a a quick lunch and then you have a really big dinner. That tends to be a a big tradition in a sense in the ag world. But if you can kind of sustain your energy throughout the day with proper meals, even if it's a sandwich and, you know, an apple or sandwich and some I don't know, like any type of like a bag of chips isn't the worst thing in the world if it's a lighter meal. But if you can balance it throughout the day and not just like go through the day not eating and then like having this big meal, you're going to feel better. You're not going to go for that like afternoon candy bar or, you know, be craving pop or soda, whatever you want to call it, because your energy levels are sustained throughout the day. And then just, I mean, like home cooked meals, use the crock pot. Like it doesn't have to be anything fancy. We eat the same general stuff all the time, but they're really basic meals. Like I just structure every single meal with a vegetable for the most part, a carb and a protein, and then you have your healthy fats and stuff usually in there. But that just keeps you full. It keeps your energy levels sustained and you just feel better throughout the day. They're going to notice a major shift in their health. One thing that I have learned, and it's a little hack, and I used to feel super guilty for doing it, if I'm honest, but is to order like Home Chef or HelloFresh or Blue Apron, whatever one. Of course, there's positives to each one and getting those meals delivered that are really balanced when I'm headed into a busy season, such as calving, or I know I'm going to be on the road, bull sale season. Actually, those meals really help. Yes. I'm a big avid believer of them as well. My mom uses them all the time. I tend to just kind of like plan freezer meals and have stuff like thought out ahead of time. But then again, it's kind of like my job to prioritize my health. So it's a little bit easier, I think, in a sense. But even just like a little bit of planning ahead of time, whether it's ordering something like that or planning and like having ground beef made, like I always have two pounds of ground beef made on Sunday so I can use it for different things throughout the week, whether it's like spaghetti or making it, you know, into like a burrito bowl or having tacos or any type of mix. I just kind of like front load my week that way when I'm really tired Thursday night and I'm just exhausted after a long week and we've had 17 calves born that day and had to grind corn and feed everything and the tractor broke down. I have food already somewhat made. You can make it in about 10 minutes and you're good to go. Especially when, you know, you have a family to feed or your husband or it's not just you, then you're not going to reach for, you know, frozen pizzas or fast food or the junk quite as easy because it's already in the fridge and you don't want to waste it in a sense. 
That's such a great advice. Just a little bit of pre-planning goes a long ways and you'll feel better. I know we talked a little bit about mental health, but I think that when we can kind of shift our life from defense to offense, we'll see a huge change and shift in the way we feel, our mental health. And I think some of that is, you know, meal prepping on Sundays, if that's a lower speed day for you, maybe taking a walk. I also think it's really important to be able to be creative. And I know that sounds funny as people in agriculture. I don't know that we are tied to creative all the time. But there are things going on on your operation that need to be handled in a different fashion. Um, Maybe something's not working. Maybe you have a calf that you can't quite get caught up or whatever it may be. And I think if we feed our bodies well and we get some time to move, whether that be a walk or I think a walk's a great option, but maybe we have a bike, whatever it is, I think we can see things from a different perspective. So I think that is a really good suggestion that everyone can do Absolutely. It doesn't matter what it is. If you want to go crazy and you want to lift weights and you know, like that's where I'm at. I love to lift heavy things in the basement and my sketchy basement is what I call it because it boosts my mental health and like carrying buckets around the yard and feed and hundred pound bull calves that should not be that big in the spring. It's not as hard as it used to be because I'm prioritizing my health. And then like when I'm stressed out or, you know, things are just not going well, we all know like things can change in an instant. If I'm already like filled up my cup for the day in the morning. I usually try to work out in the morning. I'm a way nicer human and I get along with my family a lot better. Like the stress is just not as high because you have some sort of like cup filling up from taking care of yourself. You are correct. I think lifting heavy things is so important, especially as women. Sometimes they don't think we lift heavy enough things. Yes. Let's switch gears a little bit and talk about the online platform that you've created, not only to share about your fitness journey, Um, but also your love for the beef industry. So advocating, it's such a hot topic. We talk about it all the time, but what does advocating mean to you and kind of how did you get started? So it's kind of crazy because when I I get asked this a lot, they're like, how'd you start? Or I get DMs on Instagram that are like, how do I start sharing? Like, how do you, how do you go your following? And I kind of started without the intention fully of doing what I do now. It's kind of just naturally evolved. I've had Instagram for a long time, you know, like it started when I was middle school and it was just like an app and you just shared like selfies or just random memes and there was nothing to it. It was just really random. I didn't have a platform back then. Like I think I had 600 followers when I started and most of them were people I went to school with, people I went to 4-H camp with, my family, like friends. It wasn't anything crazy. And if like you really want to creep back and scroll for days, you'll see it. But when I got dinked into vet school and was kind of figuring out what to do with my life, I just gone through the loss of someone and I completely lost myself. So essentially January 1st, 2018 rolled around and I needed to restart my fitness journey to take care of myself again um, and start prioritizing myself. But I also had no idea what I was going to do with my life. Like when you plan on being a vet your entire life and then you don't get in, you're not sure if you're going to go, if you get in your second year and you're graduating in May and you never had an internship and you're literally like, I literally just know things about caring for livestock and veterinary medicine. Cause that's, I just had all the shadowing hours. I didn't have an actual internship. Like I couldn't just be like, Oh, I could go work in like feed sales or X, Y, Z. I was like, maybe I'll start sharing on my platform. And I let it hold me accountable to my fitness journey. And as I was sharing back then, it wasn't as much ag as it is now. I started including pieces of uh, my story in agriculture. And, you know, like I talked about when we weaned calves and what we do when we have calves born and why we process them that and why they get this vaccination and why we tag them a certain way, just sharing like 
pieces of my life that were really easy to share. So like naturally, if I pick a topic to talk about, it's going to be cows or agriculture. Like it's just natural for me to share and it lights my soul on fire. So I started sharing more of that. And as you share content, people can share your content, obviously like the algorithm and stuff has changed, but I started finding my voice and I started realizing there is a very large disconnect between consumers and producers. It's, I don't know if it's getting bigger or if it's just more noticeable now, but especially being, you know, in the health and fitness world, a lot of people are suggesting, you know, like the hot topics of like non-GMO and organic and grass-fed and like all these different things. And they just, there's not a bad thing of any of them. There's not, you know, there's, I'm very in the ag world, but people just have no idea. They don't understand. And then they see some fancy influencer or some fancy, you know, somebody that thinks they know it all and isn't in the industry. And they might have an education, but they share things and everyone believes that what they have to say. So I finally was like, no, like livestock are cared for. I'm going to use my platform and I'm going to grow my platform. And I'm going to use my voice to advocate for ag before, you know, like advocating was a thing I was doing. it. I was just sharing. And it was like, here's a picture of our calves. This is what we did today. This is what we look for in a sick calf and then treating it. This is why we do that. It was just a really natural thing because questions were happening. People were like wondering what was going on. So that's how it kind of started. And then now like social media is always changing. If you're on there, you understand that, but the platform power that I I have now blows my mind, like the opportunities and just the people that I get to connect with and with reels now and TikTok and just getting what we do out there in the right form because what we do is amazing, but people have no idea and they're so disconnected from it. It's so critically important right now. I think people are more disconnected than we realize. And that's something I encourage people all the time. Just start talking. The boringest thing you do in your day is going to be thrilling and exciting for someone else. So just start to talk through about what you do and why you do it. And it's amazing, even the little things that we we just do every single day. You know, we walk through the cattle and check the health. All of that just builds a know, like, and trust with our consumer base. I'm, I'm mind blown every time I talk to someone new or talk to someone, you know, that lives on the East Coast, for example. They are like over there for some reason. I just feel like there's a bigger disconnect from the people that I relatively talk to. It's probably not totally the region, but they just, I, they have no clue. They are mind blown that like cattle get as big as they get or that like cows are the way they are and like the difference between dairy cattle and beef cattle. And it's just, it's mind blowing really because there's some people that truly believe they can go to the grocery store and it just like shows up. They don't understand all of the work that goes into it. And like for us and most people listening to this, they're like, that is mind blowing. And to me, every time I like learn that, I'm like, what happened to the world that we just don't understand where our food comes from? Yeah, I think that is going to change as more people start to see empty shelves. We were actually just in Arizona and at Walmart, there was no meat on the meat shelf. And I made an Instagram post about it and I asked, you know, local people if this was an issue they were having or maybe it was this Walmart. But what I think we are seeing is kind of a shift in availability of some of the things we're used to. And it doesn't necessarily have to be meat or produce, but you go into the cereal aisle and you might not be able to get your favorite kind of cereal or it might be out at the moment and you might have to wait a little bit. And so I think as people start to realize that more people are going to have questions. And so if you feel led to advocate, which I think we all need to do, even if it's just the people sitting next to us at church, I think now is a perfect time to start. And it doesn't really matter how many followers you have. Absolutely. I mean, if you, like I always say, when people talk to me about it, or I like my number one goal, when I actually got serious, I was like, if I could just help one person 
understand where their food comes and how much we care and what goes into it and what like proper livestock care and like agriculture, you know, all of that is that's, I've done my goal. Like, I just want to help one person understand and change their mind or, you know, properly, I don't have to change their mind, but just understand the truth of what goes on and what all goes into food production. 100%. What do you think are some of the challenges that you have faced advocating on your page? And then what are also some of the lessons you've learned? I think this is probably one of the hardest parts and something I talk to people about regularly, actually, I bet you almost every single day I have a conversation about this with someone, is there are people out there, and I always say this to anybody I talk to, some people are always just going to be rude. And activists, especially those that do not agree with what we do, and a lot of it stems from not understanding or, you know, like information that gets out that is not accurate whatsoever. They're on the very extreme side of things. They can find your page, especially if you start using hashtags or you have a reel that blows up and they can totally try to hate this word, but they will try to like destroy you in a sense. It's kind of crazy what can happen. Sometimes you're lucky and it's not terrible, but the people that don't agree with what we do is definitely probably one of the hardest pieces of it. Um, And then remembering to, you know, like what to do and what not to do and how to be polite and have the proper conversation and know that like people can be savage, but that doesn't mean you need to stop sharing your story. The block and like delete buttons are awesome. But just knowing that, if I can change someone's outlook on what we do, I'm doing my job. It doesn't matter if I anger, you know, a whole bunch of people on the extreme side of things because they don't understand. But if I can educate and put the information out there that's critically important and is true of what we do, that's my goal along the way. But there's always going to be someone just being a pain, essentially, trying to bring you down, but use that block and delete button to your advantage. I think the changing of one person is a really big point. If we all just affect one person and we make sure that they feel comfortable coming to us, that we're their farmer or rancher that they can connect with and ask the questions, that's a huge win. And so I think in advocating, and you have an incredible following on social media, I think sometimes it can feel this pressure to kind of change the masses. But instead, if we each just change or work or connect with one person, If everyone does that, we're going to have a huge change in how people view their food and their farmers and all of that. Absolutely. I'm like, I I get guilty of it. I'm like, oh, my posts aren't for farming as well. Or like, not as many people are seeing this. And I'm like, back up a second. Like, there's enough people in the ag world. If we all share just a little bit, it doesn't have to be fancy posts. It doesn't have to be like at the level that I and other ag influencers, whatever you want to call us, are doing, advocates. But if you can just share what you're doing and show the videos, people are very intrigued. And one person in ag changing one person outside of the agriculture world's viewpoint or in like educating them, there's enough of us in the ag world that we could make a huge difference in the population. I absolutely agree. Talk to me a little bit about what are some things that you share when you're encouraging someone else to get started so what's a great place if someone wants to either start an Instagram or Facebook or even just start talking to you know someone at church or someone that they see um, walking in their town what is what are some of the first few things that you recommend and ways to get started so honestly a lot of it is people tend to overthink social media or even just like sharing about egg like you could do a simple um, like education in a classroom or, you know, uh, talking to people at church, different things like that. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. Any sort of efforts that you put in and just putting in the time is going to be 
absolutely amazing and beneficial to our industry. So, you know, just start. Honestly, that's number one tip I have is just start doing it. You're going to, you're going to overthink it. Don't let your mind do that. Especially if you start to get onto the online platform piece of things. And that's more where I'm at. I do some like in-person stuff, but obviously the last two years have been a little crazy and that's been not as apparent, but we're hopefully going into the normal ish part of things that I can do that again, but you just have to simply start. It's the start that stops most people. That's a very popular saying that I have. And it goes with everything you do in life. If you keep putting it off or you're feeling like you have to chase perfection, you're never going to do it. So you just have to start. But as you do start sharing, I do have three tips I want to share that I think is going to be very beneficial. One, make sure what you are sharing is showing agriculture and what we do in a positive light. I think, especially with the growth of TikTok right now, a lot of people, you know, like cattle do dumb things sometimes. They, you know, they get their heads where they shouldn't be, or they just, they just sometimes, you know, livestock, they just do things, right? We have to be careful of sharing that funny video because it can be taken out of context. Like I have a video of my 16-year-old cow. She was beyond pregnant. She's very like belly heavy. And I put a video on TikTok and it blew up. And there's nothing wrong with the video, but people definitely attacked it because they're like, she's old, she shouldn't be pregnant, you know, like all this stuff. And I was like, well, I'm glad that this is, there's nothing wrong with my video because, you know, if a calf has a head stuck and somebody takes it out of context and they turn that into like the, we didn't care for him or something, that can be very dangerous. So always make sure you are sharing egg in a positive light. The funny things are great, but I don't feel like they need to be on social media as often as they are. And then two, always lead with politeness in conversation. So as you are sharing that information, remember the block and delete button can be useful, but it's very, there's hot topics that get a lot of people on both sides of the ag side of things very worked up. So I made a post about like food labels the other day and people were very angry in the comments and it was on the agriculture side of things. And it was also on the non-agriculture side of things. So we have to remember to always lead with politeness. I think it's easier said than done sometimes, but if somebody is coming at you and they're vulgar, obviously block and delete, but try to have a civil conversation. That's the easiest, the best route to go. It doesn't always happen, but try, put in the effort. Obviously things happen, like it gets very heated, but um, leave with politeness. And my third tip is if you're going to share like resources and statistics and stuff, make sure they are legitimate. And if you don't have a lot of knowledge in something very specific, kind of lean away from it or be open with your people. Like if somebody asked me about I don't know, like way out ranching cattle on acres and stuff out there. I would have no idea how many acres it takes to have cattle out West because here it's very different. I wouldn't be like, here's all the answers, that type of thing. So make sure you kind of know what you're talking about. That way you feel confident in it. That's going to come off on your social media feed and also in person as well, but share what you're passionate about and what you know. You don't have to know everything because I'm still learning, like, especially with the statistics of like greenhouse gas emissions and all of that stuff. I'm talking about it, but I'm still trying to educate myself more. So when I have questions, I have the answers or I can easily find the answers or find the proper resources. So those are some of my three tips for wanting to share. I think that's great advice. I think it is so important to admit that we are not perfect. We don't know everything that there is segments of the industry that we're learning as well. But I also think that if someone leaves a comment or I don't know if it's a rude comment necessarily, but if someone leaves a comment that's pretty brave on their fact. And so I think it's important that we engage back as long as it's not cussing or something like that. But if they give us any opportunity to form a connection and to understand their point of view, I think creating that conversation is so important. 
Absolutely. And I, I love when I can have, and it doesn't, I wish it happened more often. Um, but I love when I can have a conversation with someone that, for example, I have a few people that follow me on Instagram that are vegans. They don't believe in eating animal protein. However, they still follow me. They still love watching what we do and they're learning. And they, we've had a lot of really great conversations and I, I don't agree with their choices, obviously, but I'm not going to be rude. I'm not going to attack them and they don't attack what I do. So I think that's a big like eye opener for me. I was like, these people don't agree with what we do completely, but they're not attacking me. So there can be civil conversations. And when it does happen, it's magical. It's really awesome. You can understand both sides of it. You have to have an open mind, but that is an extreme case, but just educating simply and having a civil conversation, there's a lot that can be done in that, even if you don't completely agree. Just having that conversation opens doors and leaves the door open that they can ask further questions if they're wondering about something else down the road. Yeah, that's such great advice. What do you think is one of the biggest threats to agriculture today and how, how do we combat it? Oh gosh, there's a lot going on in the world. I was having a conversation about this today. Honestly, I think the biggest threat and issue right now is a lot of the disconnect. And it's kind of repetitive of what we've been talking about today, but there's a lot of people pushing for, you know, like plant-based and, you know, getting away from agriculture or changing some of the rules and on like GMOs. And there's a lot of different things that goes on, but a lot of it stems back to people they just don't know. So I think it's more important than ever that we all come together as people in the industry, whether you have the platform or you have, you know, they're sharing already. Like I said, if you can change one person's viewpoint or simply share just a little bit of an insight into what you do on your operation, because everything's a little bit different. That's really the goal. And in the end, if like we can just help them understand where their food comes from and that it's all safe and that you know, the labels and stuff, like it can be scary, but the food we produce for them, it's the same food that we feed our families and that we eat ourselves. It's all safe, right? So if they understand that and they know where their food comes from, there's a lot of power in that when we come together and make that our mission. This has been an excellent conversation. I think we've really talked about how we can be more conscious about our nutrition and movement on our operations and as farmers and ranchers, but also how we can start to tell our story. And I know that we talk a lot about advocating, but it doesn't have to be this big production. It might be someone in the grocery store who's having a conversation with their son or daughter about meat they're holding in their hand and you overhear and you walk over and introduce yourself. It doesn't have to be this big website and huge production. For a lot of us, it is, but advocating is just as important in our, on our local community level. So I've absolutely loved chatting with you. Do you have anything that we haven't talked about or any closing thoughts that you'd like to share? Honestly, I just want to kind of hit on the same point that you never have too small of a voice to voice your your passion and your love of egg and be that voice that we need. It doesn't, like I said, one person one person is another person that understands what we do. And whether it's online or TikTok or in person or at the grocery store or teaching to a, a classroom in a school or a 4 H community or your friends, your college roommates, different things like that, your voice matters. We need to come together with the future of ag is going to depend on a lot of different things that go on, but simply educating and being a voice and sharing the real truth, positive parts of what we do and obviously the real authentic pieces too because it's not always sunshine and roses I think that's very important to be transparent but 
getting the truth out there is critically important right now. And I promise your voice matters. No matter if you feel like you don't have a big voice right now and you don't compete with some people, if we come together and we do it together, it's going to be completely changing to the industry as a whole. I think you're spot on. Where can people find you or follow you on social media? So I've been dabbling into all of them a little bit. Um, I'm very much a parent on Instagram at that fit advocate. And then that's the same username on TikTok as well. I do have like a Facebook like page, but it hasn't been doing much as well. So if you want to hang out over there, you can. And then I'm starting to get into my blogging as well on my website, which is on my Instagram as well. It's just thatfitadvocate.com. But definitely major on the Instagram side of things. You can find me there and I'm always here to answer questions or have a conversation or help you navigate if you are sharing posts and you know, like you're, you're starting to go under fire of activists and things like that. We're very helpful in the advocate community helping you navigate through that. But I'm open book. So if you ever have questions, send me a message and I will make sure to get back to you. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us today. I thought this was an incredible conversation and I can't wait for some of our listeners to reach out to you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It was exciting to share. Are you interested in joining a community of progressive cattlemen? Cattlemen U doors are opening this May from the 2nd through 31st. We're excited to welcome people like you into our community dedicated to learning and reaching our goals. Cattlemen U is for any producer, whether you're just starting out or want to refresh your skills. You can join the waitlist today at cattlemenulive.com backslash join. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Cattlemen U podcast. And remember, the grass is greener where you water it.